90% of traders fail. Like, I get that stat. But when you think of it, 90% of businesses fail. Be patient. If you don't have a passion for this stuff, you shouldn't get into it. And uh, if you don't love it, it's not something it's not you should be work. doing. Yeah, it's, it's a job. It's a business. At the end of the day, you have to love it. Man, if you want to come back to work every day, you got to love it. What is going on, guys? My name is Lorenzo, and welcome back to another episode of the TFT Podcast. We are here today with Jason, who is a funded trader with TFT and has over $70,000 in payouts. How's it going? <laughs> hey. <laughs> nice to meet Thanks you. Thanks for coming, man. Thank you. How does it feel to be in Miami? Well, it's it's really nice. The flight was a little bit long, but... Um, from so Michigan, right? it was only like three hours, not that long, but, okay. um, we were just in, I was just in Florida with my girlfriend about a month ago. So okay. in clear water. So, Sweet. um, but yeah, it's a nice little vacation. Yeah. So, so just to let everyone know you're, you're 19. I am 19. Yes. So when did you start trading? Because so, yeah, I found trading. Um, I actually discovered it when 10th grade, I was, uh, 15. Um, and one of my friends who was sitting at my table actually, mm-hmm. Uh, he came in the room and he was on, he had a demo account, but he showed me his phone. He was like, Hey man, I just lost like 10 K. And he showed <laughs> me, I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, wow. I was like, is that real money? He was like, yeah, it's real money. No, it's a demo account. But, um, I was like, wow. I was like, what's that called? And he was like, Oh, it's called Forex. I was like, huh? Okay. And then like a minute later, I was like, I asked my teacher if I can go to the bathroom. And I went to go look on <laughs> what was Damn. Forex? What was Forex? What is it? And I found uh MetaTrader and that's where the whole thing sparked. And I was like, Wow, this is this is really cool, and I just started deep diving into it. So you um, were immediately hooked. I was immediately hooked. Uh, <laughs> I actually like was doing like demo trading and stock trading um, okay. previously, um, so I was I had a little bit of experience with it. But um, yeah, I found trading then. I just I, I dug deep into it um, right away, and I kept. Uh, wa- I watched a lot of YouTube videos. It consumed all of my time. Yes, yeah. it, it was a real passion right away. And you still feel that fire yes, today? Yes, I still feel that fire. I, I love the markets. It's like a it's like a massive puzzle, you know? Yeah. And um, I actually used to like to do Rubik's Cubes. And okay. I, I did um, all of them from the 2 by 2 to a pyramid, 3 by 3 4 by 4 5 by 5 A lot of different Rubik's Cubes. And um, there's actually a big connection with, um, I would say, a Rubik's Cube and trading. Uh, with like a 3 by 3 Rubik's Cube, you need to have algorithms to solve it. And there's a lot of different ways to solve it, though. You can solve, like, the first two layers. You can solve it with, like, a flower pattern. There's a lot of different ways to solve the Rubik's Cube. And I found it really connection to um, trading, where there's a lot of – there's different ways to, you know, become profitable. And there's the different ways to make money in mm-hmm. the markets. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. And – when you don't use the like algorithms for a Rubik's cube, you you're not gonna be able to solve the Rubik's cube. Just like if you don't have a profitable strategy in trading, you're not gonna be able to actually pull money out of the market. You're not mm-hmm. gonna be able to become consistently profitable. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. It's it's a big game. It's yeah. the market is like a big it's a big puzzle. It's a big game, and it's really it's really fun. It I mean, really I'll fun. be honest with you. I've had <laughs> Rubik's cubes in the past, yeah. and I. I don't know if I've ever solved one, to be honest. Yeah, like that was just not really for me. You just you just <laughs> gotta learn the uh, the algorithms, and uh-huh. after you know that, you just repeat the algorithms so over and over and over. What do you, what do you mean when you're saying algorithms? What, what so algorithm? there's there's certain moves you got to do mm-hmm. to sequence. Yeah, like a sequence of moves mm-hmm. to actually solve the Rubik's cube, and it's it's so much like the market because there's different things you can do in the market. You use different indicators, you use different um, just different ways to read the market and it it just matches so much like random question have you taken the sat uh i have yeah What's, what was your score oh man it was like just over a thousand i i felt i a lot of the different um sections i just like fill in random questions <laughs> and then i just i was sleep. gonna say this kid sounds pretty <laughs> I smart asleep. i need, I need no. to know where he's at <laughs> no i i no i didn't do like super well in school but yeah um so you didn't do well in school, but you seem to still have this very analytical brain, though. Which yeah, is interesting. it's it's not 
the school just wasn't fun. Like mm-hmm. it, doing the, Repetitive. I don't like to learn. Yeah. I don't like to learn like that. I like to be hands on and you can't just hands hand on. me a textbook and like, you know, say, Hey, regurgitate this information on the test. You know, it's, it doesn't work like that. Uh, my brain at least doesn't work like that. It's not, it's not wired like that. It's not. How would you like to learn? Um, H- you hands on. Obviously, yeah, so. definitely hands on experience. Experience is a big one, especially so it's like trading. connecting and experience yeah. for like any trader. Um, I'd say learning from experience is a really big thing. Um, blowing, blowing accounts, blowing challenges, blowing mm-hmm. all these things are really big experience building blocks that let you, you know, learn how to not do that in the future. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how much money have you blown on this journey? Um, on this short journey, oh, man. Um, so. The day I turned 18, I actually bought my first account. Oh, so you waited until you were legally yeah, able well, to. Yeah, well, kind of. So actually, <laughs> um, I know this doesn't really go with the question, but when I, um, actually, when I was 17, I think it was, 16 mm-hmm. or 17, I begged my mom mm-hmm. to buy sign me a for you. sign for me, which I know is not allowed. I don't condone it in yeah, any way. Neither do we. And um, it's actually against the terms of service. <laughs> don't do it. Um, you'll probably not get your account. So <laughs> I begged my mom from an FTMO account to buy me a, a account. So I got a 25K challenge and I actually passed phase one for that challenge. And I uh, I failed phase two. So okay. that was my first failure. And I was, man, I was devastated. But from there, I uh, the day I actually turned 18, I bought a 100K account from, I think it was my Forex funds. I failed that. I failed multiple accounts. I don't know. The viewers want to know. 12, 15, something like that. Um, That's not but bad, I'd bro. buy like bundles of accounts. So I'd buy um, like a million dollars in challenges. And at 19, fact, at 18, yeah. you were do, buying a million dollars in challenges. I like to reinvest a lot. I actually have about a million going right now. Let's go. Um, so I like to reinvest. And I totally recommend any trader to do this who starts pulling money out of the markets. Just like any business, you want to reinvest it. Yeah. Uh, reinvest your profits, buy more challenges. That's how you scale. That's yes, how you scale. You got to scale. And it's just a reinvesting game. Crazy. So you passed phase one. Like you just told me when you, when you took your first challenge with FTMO, uh-huh. you passed phase one. So you yeah. already had some sort of profitable strategy. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't was even it say luck? it was a profitable phase. It was, <laughs> it was luck. Yes, it was definitely luck. And that it showed in phase two when I failed it. But How did that feel when you passed phase one? <laughs> man, I felt like I was on top of the world. I felt like my life was going to change. I was yeah. like, wow. And at the time, it being you know, 16, 17, I was like, that was big money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, quickly failed that. Dream kind of got shattered. So what that. would you say had caused you to uh, fail? I'm sorry, fail the pay- phase two? Uh, was it the psychology over leveraging 100 yes um and didn't even have a strategy either mm-hmm. so i was just winging trades left and right what were you trading oh so long ago i don't remember forex it was like, or uh, it, was, it was forex and indices and i think okay. bitcoin too it was it was a while. it was when bitcoin started to skyrocket actually bitcoin's like kind of can be yeah bitcoin can be a little rough yeah so it was it was a while ago like three years ago i don't remember that too much what are you trading right now? So right now I trade, I trade kind of everything. Um, I trade mostly fundamentals. So mm-hmm. um, whatever has the most strong bias, um, I like to trade. I have a software actually. There's a um, a YouTuber, and he has like a community. It's like A1 Trading. Mm-hmm. Um, they built a software. It's called the Edge Finder, and it pulls together like COT data, interest rate. It shows pulls together um, unemployment rates, it, all these fundamental factors, and it like scores different assets on different um, buyer cells. So I'll look at like the strongest um, bias to the different assets, and I like to um, I like to trade pullbacks. So I'll look at those, and I'll look for pullbacks, and then that's what I'll trade. So I trade pretty much everything um, that has that's, a very good really bias to it. Yeah. So you don't feel overwhelmed by trading multiple pairs? No, because um, it's just my strategy. I just mm-hmm. trade the um, biases. But I do really like my bread and butter is the indices. I do okay. like trading indices and gold. Um, that, I, see, I, that's what I was yeah. asking. I like to do uh, lots of buys on those. Um, I don't buys. like to, I don't like to, to short. Yeah, I don't like to short indices um, because um, I actually trade long term. I'm more of like a four-hour daily um, I hold trades okay. anywhere from like a day to I've held trades for three and a half weeks. So it's like 
Swing trading. Yeah, so like a swing trade, position trading. So okay. I've held trades for like three and a half weeks. Um, so yeah. so would you say you're taking less trades because you're swinging them, because you're holding them longer? Yeah, you're taking less yeah I'll trades? trade maybe, I'll take like two, three trades a week. Okay. Um, it really depends what um, what I get, you mm-hmm. know, setup wise, but that's probably around, you know, the numbers that I'll trade. So what were you doing before? Like, let's go back for a second. Yeah, what were you yeah. doing before <laughs> trading? Like, you're 19 years old. You were in huh. high school. So yeah, I was in high school. Um, I've really just had a passion for trading for so long. So since 10th grade, um, after I failed those accounts, I I dabbled into options actually a little bit. Okay. And I would throw. I worked at a couple different. I think I worked at Walmart at the time, and I um, threw all my. Uh, I had like three grand, and I threw it in like options. And I uh, I blew like all of it in like I mean a day on. a day it was it was it was rough but um, that was the get rich quick kind of thing that mm-hmm. I was trying to get through um, I did more deep diving into it uh, forex and um, when I was eighteen I bought the first challenge failed mm-hmm. it um, I did I bought a couple more challenges I think I failed those and then November of last year is when I um, got my first. Uh, that's when I bought my uh, another mm-hmm. uh, challenge count, and in January is when I got funded fifty um, k, and from there I think I got paid out two three thousand dollars. I don't remember what it was, and a couple weeks later I got um, funded another hundred k. So I was at one fifty. Um, that's when I did I think my first interview. Can I, I stop you for a second? Yeah, being eighteen nineteen getting a fifty k payout. What no, it's a 50k funded account. Okay, I got like a two or three thousand dollar payout. Okay, so. okay. Um, <laughs> well, at least you got yeah, a 3K 50k funded fund, uh, payout. <laughs> would have been really nice, but yeah. Um, from there, I 150k. I got. I think it was like a fifteen thousand dollar payout, and that was the real eye opening moment. I was like, wow, you can you can make a lot of money from this stuff. Tell me more. So um, then I actually went through drawdown. So first time. Yep. The first drawdown, <laughs> and at the time, I actually reinvested a lot of the profit. So I had, I think, 1.2 million in challenges with 150k funded. So um, I actually, damn, with the drawdown, it was rough. Um, I broke my rules a little bit, and I lost all the 1.2 million of challenge accounts. So wait, and, were you were they trading copy trading? Uh, no, I actually individually would place each okay. trade. It it sucks, but you know. <laughs> I'd like to get more into copy trading eventually, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I lost all the um, the challenge accounts and the funded accounts too at the time. And I was like, wow, okay, okay. So drawdown. Yeah, what, caused you, what caused you to get to this drawdown? Um, breaking my rules. Uh, so uh, at the time I would let my trades, I would remove my stop loss and I would just let it keep going. Mm. And Rookie mistake. Yeah, and it, it's really been kicking me in the butt the past couple of months too. Because June and July are statistically like the worst months. I mean, even yeah, even August too. Yeah, and August. It's it's been rough for me too. But um, I let those trades just keep running, and it it lost me those accounts. Mm-hmm. It lost me the challenge accounts. But I I saved still a lot of the money, and I bought more accounts. I think it was another eight fifty k, and I actually lost those right after. Mm-hmm. And then I bought six hundred k, and I lost those. Mm-hmm. And then I bought another 600K, and that's when I got funded my max allocation. And from there, I just kept my risk very low, um, about quarter of a percent per trade. So like quarter of a percent to half a percent is that's a lot of money for 600K, man. You're trading like $3,000 per mm-hmm. trade. So um, that's just where I stayed at. So. So when let's go, let's go back real yeah, quick. Yeah. You're 18. You're working at Walmart. Yeah. What was your plan for your life? Obviously, things started to shift yeah. towards trading. But at that moment, what was the plan yeah, for your so life? I was doing um, college. Actually, uh, Walmart pays for your college. Believe it or not, I didn't know that. Yeah, they pay 100 percent of your college up front. Really? Yeah. So I Damn. was doing college um, with Walmart. And they're paying for it. I man, I hated Walmart, but college where um, is Bellevue? It's in like Nebraska, but it was online, one hundred percent online. So I'd spend like a couple hours a week doing college. But did you know what you wanted to go in and major? Yeah, I'm I'm going in for business management. I'm still in college actually, um, and I'm still at the same school. So I'm going for business management. Um, 
I, I believe that getting the degree is going to be a nice backup. You know, um, mm-hmm. income's never guaranteed. You never know what's going to happen. But, you know, your income's never guaranteed. So I'm still going for college for, you know, a degree. It'll be nice to have. How you know. So you're what year now in college? Uh, I'm on like a fast track. So I'm going like about two times the actual pace that a normal college person goes through. So you seem I to be going I'm two in, times faster than most traders as well. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so I think I'm in year like two and a half. Okay. So, but you're going to be done soon. Yeah, I'll be done eventually for college. Yeah, <laughs> eventually. So it sounds like there's not much interest there. I'm, I'm slowing down the college now because um, I really want to pursue this training yeah. a lot more full time. So sweet. So you talked about TFT being stable. What is yeah. your favorite part of TFT? Um. Man, their promotions are really good. You'll see their promotions. They drop. They will always have a promotion pretty much available. Mm-hmm. And their community is amazing. I, I find myself checking the funded traders group chat in the Discord yeah. so much. It's it's quite addicting, actually. Yeah. It, their community is amazing. Um, there's a lot of traders and a lot of really good traders in the yeah. funded group chats to, you know, see what they're talking about mm-hmm. and their trade setups. So. That'd be my favorite part is their community is amazing. Cool. And what what is something that you want to see? Something else see that you come see. up from yeah, TFT? Yeah, yeah. Um their max allocation being raised. <laughs> um maybe a little bit the Kings program currently doesn't really um help swing traders. You gotta have a notional volume of yeah. quite a lot. So I haven't been able to get um qualified for the Kings program. Um, I mean, bro, you're 19. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> You'll be there freaking you soon, bro. Some. Yeah. <laughs> Very soon. So. So you're saying mostly gold you're trading. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's I a like, combination. Yeah, I'd say mostly indices. Mostly there's indices. There's gold in there, too, though. Really, whatever sets up. Um, Which indice, indices. you know? Is it NAS? NAS? I like NAS. For sure. Gotta love the NAS stack. It's yeah. uh it runs a lot. It's got a good a flow. Lot heavier than, yeah, all the... It, yeah, it runs very well. US 30 is uh, going to tag your stop loss. Yeah, that one is very um, volatile. Mm-hmm. And then is S&P is more of like lagging behind NAS. Yeah, that's more of a, a longer term, I guess you could say. Uh, stable, mm-hmm. more stable than the others. So so what is the what is the ultimate goal? What is Man, the ultimate um, goal here? I'd love to get like... You've made it far yeah. for your age. <laughs> I'd love to get like... 5 million funding, maybe more. Um, I'm using it as a initial uh, cash flow, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. I'd like to start my own firm eventually. Okay. Uh, I talked with a couple, um, you know, a white label like, mm-hmm. technology things to see like what I can do. Um, I'd love to get... When did you have this conversation? A couple months. Uh, no, not a couple weeks ago. Okay. So um, then I'd love to uh, start like a hedge fund, maybe eventually. Sick. Um, I want to get like I don't know, hundred million eventually in capital that I can like trade with. Mm-hmm. That's l- later down the road, and then just start in real estate, get a couple properties, you know, a couple rental buildings, and just scale like that. First goal five mil. Yeah. Second goal hundred <laughs> mil. Third goal real estate. Fourth yep. goal take over the world. Yep. But the first step is um, funding, getting more funding mm-hmm. and getting more payouts. Let's so. Go. That should be step one for anyone who's trying to grow their wealth, I guess, and who would love to pursue trading, of course. Do you, any of your friends from high school, like you, you remember you told me yeah. you were in 10th grade, you're sitting at lunch table, you <laughs> saw MT4 for the first time, right? Eye opening. Yeah. Do, are those friends trading still? Are they still um, in the picture? So I actually didn't really know. They were more like acquaintances. Mm-hmm. I was, wasn't really a friend, but um, I don't really know. I don't really talk to anyone in high school I was kind of the kid that sat in the corner yeah and I'd actually be trading in class a lot and (laughs) I'd be in the back with on my computer with the charts pulled up and I wouldn't pay attention to school at all but um did you win any of those trades taking (laughs) class or what uh I mean (laughs) on occasion I guess yeah yeah um but yeah I don't really know a lot of the friends and Mm. I a lot of them don't really know I trade I don't who needs friends right yeah <laughs> I don't really tell a lot of people I trade I guess it's more of on the down low I didn't even tell my family until I got like uh, what was it 15k in payout so and I think a lot of people would benefit from not really telling a lot of people 
that they 100%. trade until they start making money because the whole trading industry just gets a bad rap and mm-hmm. they it, it's um they think of it a lot of gambling mm-hmm. so 100 percent. and i get because 90 percent of traders fail like i get that stat but when you think of it 90 percent of businesses fail you know and Let's a lot of real. people a lot of people will be more um excited when you say hey i'm about to start a business they're like oh wow good good yeah. luck man you're you're gonna do great and but if you're say i'm gonna go day trade i'm gonna go mm-hmm. into trading they're like Man, that's stupid. Like, why, why are you do? Why that? do you think that is? Why do I, people have that correlation? Man, they just because of the because because they think you can make money too fast. Is yeah. that what it is? If they can't wrap their brain around it, man, maybe I. It, it's just the gambling mentality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Man, you think of trading, you just think of gambling. <laughs> I mean, everyone else <laughs> until you get you have the trader's mindset, yeah. you know. So, so how did? It, how did you actually become profitable? Like, who was the one that you learned from? Yeah. So, um, I learned like all the con, like learning how to technical analysis and all that just by myself, YouTube, just learning. But it really hit when I started adding more confluences, like technical, uh, no, sentimental analysis and fundamental analysis, adding those things into my trading. Um, it was Trader Nick on YouTube. Um, Trader Nick, I think I've heard of him. Yeah. So he's, a YouTuber, he does a lot more of the fundamental, mm-hmm. and he actually he owns the um, the A one trading thing that they have there. They okay. built that software, yeah, so yeah. I actually learned from him, and I stuck with it. I was like, wow, this is it's really handy to you know have these fundamental biases mm-hmm. to it. So is that so, like it's just based on news and, and all yeah. this stuff? Yeah. So um, like like I said, like interest rates, and um, it really combines like the three different. I could say pillars of mm-hmm. like a strategy in trading. There's technical analysis, sentimental analysis, and fundamental analysis. So the technical analysis is really, you know, the charts. Mm-hmm. And then the other two are very overlooked by people. And I feel, feel like it should be looked at more. Um, sentimental analysis, more of uh, commitment of traders data and um, retail sentiment. And yeah. what's really nice about the software that I use. Um, Shows you. Yeah. So every Friday, believe it or not, um, the COT data comes out, mm-hmm. and that's all the big speculators, the big banks, all the big money, mm-hmm. like the eighty percent of the market. They actually have to, by law, release all their positions, open positions. Um, it actually they uh, put it in on Tuesday, but it comes out every Friday, uh-huh. so it's a little bit lagging. But um, it'll come out with all their contracts, mm-hmm. and it comes out as a really nasty text document. Uh, the software I use like kind of uh, visualizes it more. Okay. But yeah, it comes out in a. It's really cool to be able to see all the actual open positions from these big, um, big mm-hmm. players, mm-hmm. and you can trade alongside them. You know, right now, actually, believe it or not, the um, the big banks and stuff they're eighty percent on average. They're eighty percent long gold. So um, right now, I. I believe that gold is going to reach, I don't know, 2200 or so. They've, the past like month, they've been adding to their contracts. And you can see right now that they have about 220,000 open contracts, which is it's, it's really big. Yeah, like just knowing yeah. that is, gives you some sort of confidence yeah. almost, right? Yeah, and they're 80% long gold. So it makes me want to go, I only buy gold. Mm-hmm. I don't short it because I know that I'm going against them. You know, why would you want to go on the 20%? When you want to, you know, be with the big, big speculators, and then on the contrary, you'll see um, the other part of the sentimental analysis, retail sentiment. Yeah, exactly. Is Just do the exact opposite? Yeah, they're shorting. They're <laughs> yeah. shorting, and you see that a lot with big moves, big trends. You'll see, um, I don't know, euro going higher and higher, and you'll see that the institutions are all long, but then you'll see retail sentiment. You'll look at it, and they're all short. They're like eighty percent short. Well. Why? why is, yeah. Why, why is, is that? that? <laughs> so, um, is it because of the retail they, logic trading? Yeah, they they think, oh, it's too high. It's Support time to resistance. Time to sell. Time to sell because it's, it's too high. But realistically, like, there's no, you know, end. There's no limit. There's no yeah. end to how high a market can go. It'll reach new highs and it'll just keep going. So, I like to trade against the retail trader. I like to trade, you know, if they're lo- long, I mm-hmm. like to go short. So it's really. Um, an extra confluence. Let me ask you something. Do you? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the market? <clears throat> or, yeah, what are your thoughts on the market 
moving based on an algorithm. Based on an algorithm. Have you ever heard of this concept? <sighs> kind of. Um, I want to get your take on that. Man, I I don't know about that. I I think of the market more moves with like the big players will use the news. They'll use the interest rates. They'll use all these fundamental um, analysis to build a position mm-hmm. and a bias. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, but I don't know. And if you think, it, and you would just say that that because they're the majority players, they're yeah. what's majority pushing the market yeah, in the they, direction. In in my opinion, yeah. yeah, I think they're majority pushing the market. Yes, mm-hmm. um, whatever, like whatever this economy. I think they look at more the bigger picture, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I try to do. I look at the bigger picture. What is this economy? Why why is there a need to buy this? Why should I buy the yen? Mm-hmm. You know, right now the yen's crumbling it's it's not doing great they're you know not yeah they're not doing great but why should i like sell why should i buy this economy why is the u.s dollar mm-hmm. you know weak why is it strong and look at those factors of why you know yeah. why because the unemployment is good mm-hmm. you know the interest rates are um going higher or lower yeah. you know so those those um those really help me build the bias and why it it helps me you know have more of the um reasoning yeah reasoning and makes me feel better about mm-hmm. being in a position that I actually feel like this economy is doing better than the other one okay you so know? you're taking more of a you're taking definitely a larger scale approach yes. to every trade definitely yes <laughs> yeah i mean that's good that's yeah that's important that's what traders should do at the mm-hmm. end of the day yeah. right do your research all right yeah so I mean, not to diss on the one minute time frame or anything, but if <laughs> if you find consistency in exactly. one minute, if you find consistency in any strategy, stick with it. And at if that's what you day, like yeah. to do, it's what yeah. works for you, right? Yeah. Just me personally, I find it more it was more helpful for me to move up to the four hour, the more the daily catch the major yeah. movements. And I, I actually used to trade like one minute. I used to trade five minute and I wasn't able to find consistency. That's just it wasn't my style mm-hmm. of trading. So I believe that you have to find your style. You have to find what really works for you. Mm-hmm. So, Do you hold trades over the weekend? Yes. So I'll hold trades trades over the weekend, multiple weeks, you know, overnight. What was the longest trade you've ever been? It, it was about three and a half weeks. So, Damn. Yeah. And drawdown for what, how long of those three Man, weeks uh, was drawdown? I don't. I don't really remember, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was. It was. It's three and a half weeks. Was so this it's your, a big, your it's a big USD? Trade. Uh, actually, I don't remember. I think it was what, probably gold. Gold. It's probably gold. Damn. Yeah. Being in drawdown on gold for three weeks is like. Man, man. I, oh, I actually do remember it. Um, I think I bought it at like 1960. Okay. And I actually wrote it down. It was a losing trade. Mm-hmm. I wrote it oh. all the way down, and that was one of so the times. No stop. That was one of the times I broke my rules. Yep. I removed my stop, and I, man, I had such a s- strong feeling that it was going to go up, and that's. Mm-hmm where I break my own rules and exactly, yeah. it kept going down and down and down and down. And I think it hit what it was like 1920 before I mm-hmm. got stopped out and it kept going down to like the 18 stopped out at full margin, like full yeah. margin blown. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like full margin. It was man. It was probably like three, four percent of my account though. Yeah. You got, you got to use those stops, man. You really do. <laughs> Tell us how you use stops nowadays. So um, my personal trading, I like to trail. So I don't have a, um, a take profit either. Um, when I place my trade, I'll let it break market structure. And when it does, uh, and it goes retraces and goes back up, I'll move my stop below market structure. And I'll keep moving it below market structure to catch the entire trend. And then when it starts to bend, your trend is the trend is your friend until it bends. <laughs> That's when I'll get stopped out and I'll take my profit. How far up are you getting on average before you get stopped? Man, I don't know. I it really ranges because sometimes it'll go for, you know, a week. Sometimes it'll go for a day, you know? So I really just, I just keep going. I give what the, I take what the market gives me, you know? There's a, there's like two perspectives out there, right? There's one where people say, don't move your, don't trail your stop. Yeah. And then there's the other, obviously where they say, move your stop to break even. Uh huh. And then even like, I would say yours is like the third perspective, actually trailing your stop as you go. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on, you know, people that just move their stop to break even and let it 
sit yeah. there. I say, what's the logic? I say, do your back testing. If that is your strategy and that's what you have found is profitable, mm -hmm. then use it. Um, I've personally found that me trailing my stop is what gives me my edge. That's cool. what actually gives me that little mm -hmm. in the market that. It seems like it may be easier to trail your stop on a swing trade yeah. than maybe an intraday trade because too much going on. At yeah, once, there's right? a lot of volatility or yeah. you know freaking out. But um, yeah, when I'm in a longer term, I'll be able I can, you can view the market more. Yeah, I can move the market more, and I won't miss out um, sleeping when I'm, I'm sleeping. I don't have to move it while I'm sleeping. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can wake, wake up, up in the morning. Yeah, I can wake up in the morning and look. Okay, it's been retracing a little bit. I'm gonna leave my stop where it's at. Okay. Or I wake up. Oh, okay, we just broke um, to a newer highs. I'm gonna move my stop now. How many you know? times per trade on average are you moving your stop? Uh man, it varies. Three, two, mm -hmm. probably around the two or three two area. Three, Sometimes you'll get the four or fives, mm -hmm. but. So moving your because you're moving your stop so fluidly, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like this affects your RR, or does it just not really matter for, um, for your case? Yes, yes. So, um, what it could be hard to calculate. Yeah, that, right. Well, I'm a little bit jealous of people who don't have take profits, who actually do have take profits, mm -hmm. is they can um, capitalize on more of the whole move, and they can close at the top of um, a move. Um, compared to me, when that move goes down. I can be stopped out at you know fifty percent of what they got, um, so I'm a little bit jealous on you know mm -hmm. the what they're able to do. But hey, I think you're doing a great at the job. end of the day. If that means anything, yeah. it's coming from me. And then at the end of the day, <laughs> if but those people who stop at the top, yeah, they might be missing the whole move that continues to go up that I was able to trail my stop at. It's a give and take. So. For sure. So some trades I'm able to close, you know, twice what they were able to close, but the other trades they're able to close at, you know, a profit. Well, meanwhile, I never took mm -hmm. the profit, and mm -hmm. let's say it goes back and takes my yeah. stop loss out. So, have you tried to do ever a fixed RR? Um, I have, and it yeah, just didn't wor it wasn't working. It just wasn't my type of trading. It, yeah, it just wasn't my type of trading. I'd get too much um, like anxious when I'm so close to the. Um, take profit, but then it reverses. You know, I'd be like, oh, I like kick myself. Why? Why didn't I mm -hmm. take profit up there? Why didn't I, mean, I, I take profit where I was at instead of my yeah. one to three? That's you like know? a skill in its own. Is yeah. like knowing when to get out of the trade. It, right? it is definitely a skill. Yes. What are your tips for for people wanting to know when to get out of the trade? Um, man, you just got to know your technical analysis. I guess you got to know when it looks like the market's going to pull back. Mm -hmm. um, it's really just gut feeling. Okay. Um, there's no so like, you trust your gut a lot. Yeah, I do trust my gut, but I also just let my you know strategy play out. I let the market take my stops when mm -hmm. you know we go farther and I trail. Mm -hmm. So sweet, man. There's <laughs> so much going so, on. So yeah, here. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I trade a lot differently from I trade a lot differently from the majority of traders. I like I guess the, you could say. the approach though. It's very unique. I yeah, I, I like to trade. I feel like, I mean, no one actually knows how banks trade other than the banks itself. But I feel like that's more of what the banks trade like. The approach. So too, that's, yeah. I want to follow them and I want to trade like what they do, you know. But mm -hmm. no one actually knows what they trade, how they trade other than them. So <laughs> if you could ask somebody who did know yeah, three questions, or let, let's just say one for now. Okay. <laughs> One question. What would you want to ask them? What would you want to know from an institutional trader? Oh, from an institutional trader. From someone trader. like who actually trades at the bank yeah. or, or is the bank, right? Well, I'd, I would want to ask what position, um, what risk they take, how much percent they take per trade. Mm -hmm. Is it a is quarter it of a percent? Is it, is it yeah. half a percent? Do they vary it? Do they build positions? Do mm -hmm. they, um, you know, put a buy as it goes lower? They still Hedge feel to buy position. it. They, uh, yeah, they place another buy and they just continue to place pyramid, buys. Pyramid, yeah. yeah, I, I want to know like how much they risk per trade. Where you, so say. you brought that up. That's an interesting point there. Like the actual pyramiding, right? So yeah. Like, let's say you're the market's going up, right? Mm -hmm. For example, I guess the maybe it's not the best way, but one yeah. of the ways to do it, right? You start with your your most positions, right? Yes. Maybe three positions on the bottom, and then you slow you scale down. You go on your next move up, you go two trades yeah. and one trade at the top. And then ideally, 
you're in enough profit from the bottom trades mm-hmm. that there's like no drawdown, right? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Is that something you want to implement at, so, at some point? Something kind of like that. Um, I'm kind of branching into there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a very it's a, advanced it's a small, Yeah, it's a small part of the strategy that I'm, I've been placing a couple of trades like that where you'll place your initial position. It's very small because you, you don't know. Initially. Yeah, it's a very small position because you don't know how low it's going to go. But... Um, trying to catch reversals. So you'll place your initial position and if it continues to, you know, kind of go down a little bit, you'll place a, another small position. And if it continues to go down, you'll place another small position until you um, feel like your bias has changed. If your bias has changed, you'll close out of all of them. But if you you still feel heavily that it's going to reverse, then, you know, you continue until you see that reversal. Mm-hmm. And by then you have more of an averaged position of that whole yeah of all of them interesting and you keep saying how you feel right so like some traders don't go based on how they feel at all yeah. right <laughs> like they're like no that's a no-no right uh-huh. but you seem pretty confident and tapped into your gut yeah well i mean i'll take that bias i wouldn't really say With i was, I'm like salt. no I, I i take the bias more um uh, I will feel the bias more than my actual uh, gut feeling. I'll take the bias. I'll use it more, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot it's of the time, just a confluence, maybe. Yeah. So a lot of time with the position trading, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, the time I'll decide to start scaling out of it and getting out of the trade at, for like a loss mm-hmm. is when um, I'll initially place the trade from, let's say, the commitment of traders data is showing that. Uh, the institution more long a pair. Mm-hmm. And that's when I could start building the position. And I'll start, I guess you could say, removing it by when these um, the commitment trade new data comes out, I can see that they'll start closing positions. And okay. I see they're actually getting out of the long. I'm like, okay, maybe the idea was wrong. I'm going to start closing it um, just like they are. How so. often are these institutional trades wrong? Um, I mean, they're... they're, they're you, I mean, they're profitable, right? Yeah, so they got to so, be winning most of the time. Know, like 70... Percent right, thirty percent wrong. Okay, um, it's good. it's more of the lagging behind what makes That's it the wrong. Problem. That is the problem. So you'll be like a week behind because yeah, I it mean, comes dude. out on Friday after like the market closes. Yeah, so so much can happen. Yeah, the next time you're actually placing a trade after Sunday because there's so much volatility. Monday, they actually put their data in on Tuesday, the last Tuesday. So you're already a week behind. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll always be like a week behind. So. So it seems like you wish there was a way where you I can wish have I, that live data feed, yeah, right? Yeah, but that's uh, <laughs> a little bit of insider trading right there. A little bit illegal. So <laughs> I don't know if I want to go to jail for that. But <laughs> well, you're, you're doing pretty good with what Thank you're you. doing. Thank you. What is something that you want to work on? Like um, what would be the next step for you as far as you know, getting better in your strategy or profitability? Man, really not breaking my rules. I, that's, what it, that's what it comes down I'm to. I'm a human at heart. Um you know, I feel FOMO. Um, I feel the wanting to, you know, make a lot of money. So yeah. um, initially, like placing larger lot sizes and larger risk, and those are all me breaking my rules. And I find myself doing that every once in a while. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, something I'd really like to get better at. Definitely. Yeah. So I mean, a good point that these last traders spoke about was the visualization, right? Yes. That could be something maybe to try. Yeah. Like like maybe you need to visualize yourself stepping away from the computer. Yeah. <laughs> you know stepping what I'm away saying? from it. Yeah. Um I actually I actually find myself not in the computer a lot of the time because that's good. Of, that's because good. of my the way I trade, I you know, I have more time. Walk so. us through the way you trade. What time are you stepping on the charts? So yeah, it's I usually trade New York session. That's when I'll place my trades. So like uh nine AM Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Around that time when the actual New York Stock Exchange opens. That's around the time the you know, a lot of volatility comes mm-hmm. in. That's when I'll um, place my trades. Okay, so are you looking at the charts at eight eight thirty, or are you just hopping on at nine? Yeah, so um, it really depends when I wake up. And sometimes mm-hmm. I won't even look at the charts because I just want to sleep in. So yeah. I like That's to the be hard in, part. Yeah, I like to be in the right mental state. But um, I'll wake up if mm-hmm. I miss like the nine o'clock. I, I wake up like ten eleven. I'm like oh, I'm just not going to trade for the day. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. Um, wake you don't want to like, rush it. Yeah. I'll pull up my software. I'll look for the bias, um, what pairs, because it comes up with pairs. Like um, these are what are sells, these are what are buys. So I'll pull up those pairs, and I like to break. Uh, I like to trade um, retests, break and retests. So I'll look at the pairs that it gives me. 
I'll look for a break and retest. Would and you call that like a liquidity grab? Is that the same thing? Not gonna lie, I'm not really. Um, okay. I don't know. Well, a lot I guess of the what concepts. I'm, so. what I guess what I would say is like the market. Like you see, price go back down, right? Snatch, yeah. maybe like liquidity, like go back down and then reverse back up. Is that what you're so about? like a supply and demand kind of, uh, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of. I'll I'll trade those. I'll trade like a supply and demand like zone. I'll trade when it breaks so back into the zone. Specific zone, or I'll trade when it makes like a newer high and it retraces back into the um, the previous zone, like okay. the. You could call it supply. And you're marking so, all of this up on your own? Yeah. So I mark it all up on the chart and I'll pull it up in the morning um, with the biases that they gives me. And if I see a setup, I'll take it. If I don't, I'll just leave it for the day and you know go on. What are your thoughts on marking up the charts? Is this something that's annoying to you or do you like it? Um, I, I like it. Because it there's softwares out there that can... You know, do order blocks or whatever. Yeah. Supply and demand. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. It seems like you're not using that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I do. I don't use any indicators or anything. I like to mark everything up by myself. Um, it really, I don't know, gives you more of a uh, perspective of, it lets you it overview. You, it, it forces better. you to actually think, right? Yeah. It to forces actually you to think see what's going on. And to, you know, draw your zones, draw your lines. It, it really helps visualize it, especially when... You pull up your phone, um, I don't know, later in the day, 6 p.m., Yeah. you know, and you want to quickly look at um, a pair that you were eyeing. Mm -hmm. You know, you wanted to kind of place that trade. Uh, if you see it, you know, doing what you want, you can easily visualize it and coming into your zone or whatever. Okay. So. And that software you use, are you taking, are you using that on MT4 trading view? So it's actually like its own. Um, oh, it's, it's own it's, program. Yeah, it's own, its own program. It's um, on Google. Okay. So. Um, but I'll play, I'll mark up my charts on trading view and I place my trades on, MT4? um, MT five. Okay. So you hate MT four? No, I'm not an MT four <laughs> guy. No, I, I mean, I don't really have a, a bias on MT four, MT five. Mm. I just, you know, was using the MT five more yeah. than MT four and it's a little bit different. It's not yeah. much it's different. supposed to be a little so. faster. I guess it's a little faster, man. I don't really know the difference. They both, They're both outdated at the end yeah, of the day. They both place my trades. So that's yeah. all I need to, cool. <laughs> that's all I need. And you're, you're placing your stop as soon as you place the order? Uh, yes. So um, I'll place the stop. I'll place the order first, mm -hmm. and then I'll you know find where I'll place the stop. But I usually do have to know exactly where I want the stop. Um, it's good so, to know before you get in the trade. Yeah, I got to know that so I know the position size. Mm -hmm. You know, you, know you don't use a position size calculator? You um, do it all on your own? I do it on the trading view. You know how they have the long, short yeah, yeah, positions. Yeah, yeah. I just put the drag count size it. in there and I drag it. Yeah. It gives me the quantity and I'll cool. throw it in. So, what does the future hold for this bright 19 year old <laughs> prodigy trader? Um, Hopefully, more allocation. I have just more challenges. I'd like to hit um, 2 million by the end of the year. 2 million. And maybe five ten million next year so I, I really like to hit that six figure per month mark that's that's when i know i'll actually be making so when it. you get there are you going back to walmart and you're gonna no <laughs> you're gonna no, throw I, some money I, in the aisle no i actually uh <laughs> i quit walmart in what january cool but uh, i quit like actually i after i started making you know like 15k mm -hmm. so um i i did trading full-time um and i'm still doing trading full-time actually yeah, so for those considering quitting their job right now, what don't would do you? It. <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> I say don't actually start, don't quit your job till you start making a decent amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, and even then, you gotta you gotta have a game plan, right? Yeah, and I say to, when you start, um, a good way to pass challenges is you gotta have capital to even start challenges. And I say my strategy with passing challenges is you gotta have. I'd say enough capital to buy about two or three challenges. And to do that, I mean, you got to have a job. So I'd say if you have like 3K to invest, you buy 200K challenges at about $1,000 each because you're destined to lose, fail a couple of challenges. So with like three challenges, with the budget of like three challenges, mm -hmm. you got to have a wiggle room to fail the first two and pass the third. And that's all you need, really. Yep. You can get a payout <laughs> off that, right? And then you, you get the payout on the 200K and you just made a, I don't know, 200% ROI. So. What's your go-to challenge? Are you doing 200Ks at this point? Just so, 200Ks? Yeah. Um, I did 
rapid challenges. I had three 200K challenges. Um, the rapid challenge wasn't really... For you? Um, it didn't... The scaling plan didn't really match with my strategy because you got to make the 10% to actually scale, and I make like two or three per month. So... Um, That's something that we need to talk about because yeah. you know, <laughs> you're making two, three percent a month, and you're living comfortably off. That, yeah. Right? So, um, risk people, small. Yeah. Risk that small. is the biggest tip I could give any new trader is risk small, lower your risk, especially with this unlimited trading days thing. We didn't have that luxury, you know, back then. Yeah. I had a more of a scaling risk uh, plan yeah. with phase one, phase two, and funded. I risk like two percent phase one, one percent phase two, and it's all out know. the window now. But now it's all out the window. Risk small, half a percent per trade. Take your time and patience. Use your time. Stay patient. Mm -hmm. Let your strategy play out. Because if you know in the long term you're going to make profit, you don't know in the short term what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Let that strategy play out. Take smaller risk and just be patient. That would be my it biggest. It seems so tip. simple the way you're saying. Yeah, it, it, like, it, it, it's on. so simple, but it, it is really simple. It is until, at the end of the day until right? you actually start doing it, and you know the psychology comes in. You got to have good psychology too. You got to have all these other building blocks. What actually. do you do for your psychology? Um, outside life is really important. Touch to your some psychology. grass. You touch some grass. <laughs> yes, please touch some grass. Get to the gym. Stay cool. fit. You know, eat healthy. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a life outside of trading and it's, it's really important to not be glued to the screen. Stuck up. Yeah. You can get stuck. Yeah. You can't be glued to the screen 24 seven. And I guarantee a lot of other funded traders will tell you that you gotta, you know, have another life other than trading. You can't be trading 10 hours a day because you're going to start breaking your rules. You're going to over trade. Yeah, yeah. You're going to over trade and it's just not healthy for you. So you find your middle, your, your, your little middle ground is 0.5% risk, two to three trades a week. Yeah. Quarter of a percent, 0.5. Yeah. So do you start off your funding account with maybe a quarter percent and then you will scale up to 0.5? So I'll start. It's really like the setup. If I see a setup that looks really good to me, it you know the bias is the bias is very heavy. Um, all the you know categories are aligning for me. I might place a half a percent trade and let that play out, but it'll usually be around quarter of a percent to half a mm -hmm. percent. I mean, it's it's good, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> good. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is something that you want to some some sauce you want to spill for the traders here? Um. Something, you, maybe something you wish you knew. Man, I guess I can kind of just restate a lot of things. Risk small. Um, the half a percent. Be patient. You have to be patient. Mm -hmm. um, the whole Huge. game is about being patient. Um, I like the way you think about it as a game. You keep yeah. saying that. Like That's important. Yeah. Your is, perspective on what game, you're doing yeah. is, is, it's is a big important. puzzle. And... Um, if you another thing is you just have to back test. You have to back test. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a strategy that you know will pass a challenge or stay consistently profitable, you shouldn't be taking a challenge at mm -hmm. all. Um, you need to do your back testing. You can do that in trading view. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you don't have a strategy that you have found that works well for you, try to I don't know look for something else. Increase your time frame. I found that going the four hour really helped me. It gave me more time in my actual life. Um, and really just add more confluences. The more confluences you kind of have together. Higher really, quality setup. Yeah, it's more of a higher quality setup. For me, it was adding fundamentals. Um, adding these fundamentals to my trading really helped. That's, that's really interesting. That's something I need to try. Yeah, if, it, it helps. It, it does help, but it's not like a, it's not a holy grail by no means. You know, yeah. you still... Got to do the, lose at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, you still got to use your basics in trading and um, risk management. You know, mm -hmm. you gotta, you can't risk a lot because it's not it's not a holy grail. You mm -hmm. know, you're not going to be winning all the time. So, man, what do you have to say <laughs> for the, for the people that your 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 coworkers at Walmart? <laughs> do you want to <laughs> inspire them to trade at man <laughs> trading? I tell a lot of people this actually. Trading's not for everyone. Yeah. You know, it it works for me, it works for, you know, other traders, but 
if you don't have a passion for this stuff, you shouldn't get into it. Mm. It's not a get rich quick. And if you don't love it at the end of the day, it's not something it's you not should be work. doing. Yeah, it's it's a job. It's a business. And yeah, you got to treat it like a business. You can't, at the end of the day, you have to love it. Man, if you want to come back to work every day, you got to mm-hmm. love it, you know? How do you, obviously outside your natural like for trading, what is something, did you do anything to make you like trading more? No, I just fell just, in love with it right away. I felt like, like I said, it was just a big puzzle. I liked the fact that um, the scalable fact actually took that into consideration a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of jobs, being an engineer, a doctor, you can't scale. You know, mo- the more money you have as being a, mm-hmm. an engineer, you can't put that anywhere to exactly. make more. You know, but with trading, what really helped me love this even more is the more capital you have, the more you're going to make. The easier the game gets. Yeah, huh? the more you're making. <laughs> it's just an infinite scaling game. And that's, that's I feel like, how a lot of the very rich people mm-hmm. are getting there because they're choosing a, um, a job, I guess you could say, that is able to scale. Mm-hmm. So, And that would be a business would be another thing. Starting your own business would be another scalable game that um, you, know, you can – the more money you have, the more you're going to make. So, Man, this has been a crazy interview, dude. Like, Man. my mind is blown. <laughs> Seriously. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see what's in store for you, bro. Man, I can't either. I, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Can you please drop your socials? Yeah. Um, so I don't really have, like, a YouTube channel. If, if you anything, want to, I trade. you don't have to. Yeah, I don't have, like, a YouTube, like, an FX channel. I don't sell anything. I don't have, like, a Discord, but... Uh, I guess my personal Insta is uh, jason.r.web. Um, that's just my own personal Instagram that I post things on. So yeah, <laughs> if you want to follow that, yeah. go ahead. It's just my lifestyle. So We want to know what Jason's lifestyle yep, looks like. Trading's my full-time <laughs> job. I don't really do anything outside of trading. Like uh, I don't run a group or anything. So uh, maybe if there's enough demand for it, I'll start a group. Or Let them know. I'll drop a course. I don't know. But... <laughs> So oh, that's never know. At. Well, hey, thank you so much for hopping thank on you this for pod. Having me. It's been great. Seriously. Thank you for amazing. having me. It was great meeting you. And guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much, Jason, for hopping on the pod. Thank you for it's having me. It's been incredible. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, and we'll see you on the next episode of the TFT Podcast. Peace out.